This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today, hail claims are down 80% this year due to hot, dry weather and few storms. But the storm claims are starting to come in from last night's storm in the southwest. We have a wheat market outlook from the Sask Wheat Podcast. Real agriculture talks about dry weather and the impact on fields. FCC discusses rising interest rates and a concern about it. And we have a feature report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture on grasshoppers. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Hail claims are starting to come in from farmers in southwest Saskatchewan following a storm yesterday. The CEO of Saskatchewan Municipal Hail Insurance, Rodney Shetler, says it's too early to determine the extent of loss from the hail storm in the southwest. You know, Jim, it's pretty early yet. The phones rang a couple times, but nothing too big yet from what I'm hearing. But it does sound like it's kind of in that Maple Creek area into Alberta, so deep in the southwest. But it's too early for me to give you a a really good indication of what we're going to get. Tell me a little bit about the season itself. How has it been? The season's kind of been an odd one. We had a big event on June the 5th, so we had around 100 claims, which is quite an exception. Usually we don't get anything till around the 15th of June, but this year we had June 5th up in that Wilkie Corrobert Handle area. Pretty heavy hail, but the crops appear to be recovering as good as they can considering how dry it is over there. And then we also had another event on July 3rd. It kind of hit from Quill Lake, Watson, and it went over to the Kenora area. But again, not too big. It's reports of pea-sized hail, and we're just getting started on that. The June 5th stuff now is all pretty much adjusted, and the awards are starting to come into the office now. It's a quiet year on the hail front. It's a quiet year, you're saying? Yeah, our claim numbers are probably, oh, uh, 20% of the five-year average, so it's been really quiet, really quiet. So the hot, dry weather makes claims down, what did you say, 80%? That's quite a drop. Yeah, it's quite a, you have to go back to around 2017 to get a year this quiet. But even that year had more storms than we have this year. So it's it's just quiet, guys. It's just been a quiet hail year so far. But uh, there's a lot of season left. Yeah, usually I think I've seen some numbers that say out of, what, 120 roughly crop growing days, we can get hail storms in 95 of them. Yeah, our average is 98, actually. So you're pretty close. You're pretty close. So usually it hails every day in July, half the days in August. And then if you go back here to June, we probably get hail 10 or 12 days in June in a normal season. And then if you get the later falls, then, of course, you're getting beat up in September and October. But normally it's 95, 98 days of hail. 
So there have been really two main storms, June 5th and July 3rd, and maybe overnight in the southwest. Uh, correct, Jim. Yeah. It's such a benign year, you know, that way, like sales are up, Jim. So people that did buy insurance, they insured it for a higher value per acre. The insured acres are down because of the dry conditions. So just depends how you want to measure success in our industry. If you look at a number of acres, so our business would be down. But if you look at the value insured, the business is up. So in general, I would say, though, as an insurer, business is down in general due to the dry conditions. How much insurance do you carry, say, over a season? I imagine it's pretty high. Yeah, Jim, this year we're pushing $3 billion total sums insured. So we got $2.9 billion entered, and usually there's a little more to come in July. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll be pretty close to $3 billion when the dust settles. So and it's a big year. You said it's down, but the numbers are up. How does that Is that a record, or is that near record? In terms of liabilities or total sums insured, it would be a record. 2020 was a record for us. We hit two billion seven fifty, and this year looks like another record is set for total sums insured. Rodney Shetler is the CEO of Saskatchewan Municipal Hail Insurance. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Smalley on six twenty CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie Six Inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca. This week's Sask Wheat Market Outlook says weather continues to play a big part in the grain market. The website includes a weekly market overview from Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting. On acres in Canada, StatScan had hot red spring acres at 16.5 million acres, down 1.4 or minus 8.1% from last year. This is the lowest level since 2017. We think the area planted on spring wheat is definitely higher than this perhaps even closer to 18 million acres, but the impact of higher acres could be largely offset by drought-affected yields. Stetscan had Durham acres at 5.53 million acres, down 2.8% from last year. Our acreage estimates estimate is similar. Given the smaller area and the likely decline in yield, Durham production could fall, perhaps as much as 15% from last year. In the US, USDA put US wheat acreage above trade gases at 46.7 million acres compared to 44.3 last year. Winter wheat accounted for the entire increase, up 1.8 million acres from last year, while spring wheat was 700,000 acres lower at 11.6 million acres. Durham at 1.5 was down 200,000 acres from last year. USDA put wheat stalks slightly below trade gases at 844 million bushel, 184 million bushel less than last year. So on the US numbers, carryout was bullish, but acreage was above expectations. And on spring wheat, with no relief in sight for either US or Canadian spring wheat from the heat and drought, North American supplies are rapidly dwindling along with exportable surplus and ending stocks. Here's the latest data on crop conditions. Spring wheat conditions across the prairies and the northern plains were all lower from last from the week before as extreme heat affected the region. In Saskatchewan, good to excellent ratings fell by 11 points from June 14th to 58%. In Alberta, spring wheat conditions lost 11 points from last week to 71% good to excellent. 
Spring wheat in the US is just at 20% good to excellent, down another 7% from the previous week. While temperatures are set to normalize this week, there is little rain to speak of. Durham condition. In Saskatchewan, the good to excellent rating for Durham as of June 28th dropped by 19 points over the last two weeks to only 45% good to excellent. Durham wheat in Alberta dropped by a big 29 points to 48% good to excellent. Durham conditions in North Dakota improved slightly to 51% good to excellent, while conditions in Montana deteriorated 22 points to 59% good to excellent. Borsch says Canadian wheat exports remain at a pace well above last year, with spring wheat up 16% and Durham shipments up 21%. She expects markets to show short-term pressure at harvest, but weather will be a key factor. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Ustros here with realagriculture.com. I am here today with Jana Block, who is a livestock system specialist for NDSU Extension. How's it going today? Going pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good. So uh, we're, unfortunately, the western half of North America here is quite dry. What sorts of things are you, as extension, what sorts of things are you telling producers? What what management techniques, I guess, can be done in order to? I, we can't make it rain, so is there anything that can be done? I guess, you know, just kind of assessing the situation and, and being, you know, looking at the plant height and, and what things look like and is it worth, you know, harvesting and putting all that fuel and labor into or can you utilize in another way um, obviously there's lots of logistical things you know such as access to water and fences and things like that so might have, have to be some inputs that go into that but um, kind of our recommendation um, for North Dakota producers and probably around the region you know if you get much below that 12 inch um, plant height it's usually not worth harvesting um, and so then you can look at, you know, maybe getting some livestock out there to graze. Um, you also have to pay attention to, you know, the, the growth stage. Um, obviously now, here we are in July already. I don't know how that happened, but um, everything should be fairly well bloomed out by now. And so the risk of bloat is usually the first thing people think about when thinking about grazing alfalfa. And we should be fairly well past that. Um, obviously the risk can vary depending on the amount of alfalfa in the field. So we usually kind of tell producers, if you're within that 30 to 50% alfalfa plants, um, your risk is a little bit higher. But again, that goes back to um, as the bloom percentage increases, the risk will definitely go down. I guess another thing you're looking at when it comes to drought in these shorter plants is uh, is insects. And I know you guys kind of did a little bit of, uh, there was some research done in regards to alfalfa weevils. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. So, I mean, basically the the weevils just go ahead and, and stress the plant even more. Um, with drought, <laughs> we've talked about it's not just one thing, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It seems like the the lack of water just causes all kinds of impacts on 
forage and water quality, and then you get to deal with all kinds of insects. And um, we've also had um, some reports of blister beetles in our state the last week or so. And so that's another one that, that you kind of have to worry about. But um, in regards to weevils, um, it's basically just, you, know, you might go and go ahead and cut that if it's shorter than that 12 inch um, mark just to try to control the weevils. Um, again, that's really just situation dependent. Um, there's other things you can do, like um, you can plant, I mean, this would go back to when you're preparing the field. Um, a lot of people will kind of put in um, a strip to kind of draw the weevils out of the field, but you know, that's not possible in every situation. They're just challenging to deal with. And I know a lot of people um, went ahead and sprayed for weevils and then the drought really cranked up and the, and the temperature cranked up and, and they're not, you know, really, there's a lot of acres that really aren't harvestable. So it doesn't seem to matter what you do. It's, it seems like it's going to be the wrong choice. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's definitely tough. And another thing that you guys are kind of looking at, though, because, I mean, of course, like you said, you might want to consider grazing in a year that you, you may not usually graze. So what, what sorts of recommendations? I mean, I know you guys are kind of looking at general rules of thumb when it comes to how much standing alfalfa will produce, you know, your animal unit days. Do you want to elaborate on that? So, I mean, to, to try to figure out how many... Uh, head of livestock you might have in an area and how many days of grazing they're going to have. Um, obviously important to get a, a good handle on what kind of production you have in that stand. And so we do have some publications and actually some um, forage production sample kits that producers can order just by going to our website. And it, it's basically just a clip and weigh um, and then you can kind of factor in some harvest efficiency. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in. No appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny sky. Wind southeast 20. The high 24 degrees. 30% chance of evening showers changing to 70% chance of showers near midnight. Risk of a thunderstorm overnight, the low 15. Thursday, cloudy with 70% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. The high tomorrow, 24, the low 14. Friday, sunny, the high 26, the low 15. Saturday, sunny, the high 29, the low 16. Sunday, sunny, the high 29, the low 15. Monday, sunny, the high 26, the low 14. Tuesday, sunny and a high of 25. Normal high for this date, 25 degrees. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.56 this morning. It sets at 9.11 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at 19, Saskatoon at 23, Swift Current 25, Weyburn 20, Yorkton is 18. Sunny in Regina, 20 degrees. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 25, gusting to 35. Humidity is 55%, the barometer dropping 101.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw 23, winds are from the southeast at 18, gusting to 37. 
Once again, Regina, sunny and 20, that's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The potential for higher interest rates is the darkest cloud shading recent news that farm debt in Canada recorded the smallest increase in six years. Farm Credit Canada's principal economist, Craig Clemmer, says the agricultural industry has been doing quite well over the past year. Yeah, so I guess when we look at the overall situation, it's been a pretty good year for Canadian agriculture. If we think about revenue at at the aggregate, farm cash receipts increased 8.3% in 2020. Um... And, and that, you know, strong growth and optimism has led to increased investment. Uh, producers are investing in land, buildings, equipment, et cetera. And, and we saw farm debt overall increase 5.9% to $121.9 billion. So, you know, the reality is uh, we're, we have quite a bit of debt in Canadian agriculture. It's being matched by increased, uh, inve- you know, investments in asset values, but also fairly strong growth in revenue. So I think from that general pers- perspective, um, you know, it's an overall positive um, picture for Canadian agriculture. But when we do have this high of debt levels and we think about where interest rates have been being record low interest rates, um, any increases in interest rates are obviously going to increase um, costs for producers and that debt servicing capacity and the amount of revenue that's going to go into service debt for Canadian agriculture. Clemmer expects interest rates will be rising next year. Yeah, well, there's a couple things. You know, first... Um, you know, I, I think it, it's been uh, well well established. We are at very, very low interest rates. The Bank of Canada has indicated that as we see higher inflation here, um, we're going to see interest rates moving higher. Uh, so the Bank of Canada is looking to increase rates in the latter part of 2022. If in- inflation, uh, price of goods that we're producing or uh, consuming continue to rise or continue to be above the 2% here, um, you know, we're going to see more pressure for the Bank of Canada to raise rates quicker. Um, you know, we're already seeing some higher rates. You know, when we think about what, what drives interest rates, there's also the bond market. We see uh, bond prices increasing, and, and that's going to increase the cost of funds. And, and that's starting to translate, too, if you're looking for um, products that are 5, 7, 10 years out, uh, looking for, for rates. We've already seen some upward pressure on that, even in uh, 2021 here. Farmers are wondering if they should lock in interest rates right now. You know, I, there's no right answer to that. I mean, it really depends on when you plan to pay it off and, and you know, working with your um, financial partner as well as your, you know, potentially your accountant or, or other people in your operation. There's no right answer to it. I think what we need to be cognizant of is that rates are rising. Uh, we're seeing some upward pressure on there. We're likely to see them uh, increase sooner than later. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to be the sh- super sharp increase in rates, but we do see some gradual increases here as inflationary pressures are higher. So I think it's more important that we're cognizant of it. There may be some great opportunities here for to lock in some longer rate money at a good price, and, and that may make a lot of sense for your operation. 
uh, for some people, they just prefer to be on variable rate products. And, and that's still, there's no problem with it. But we are moving into an environment where the expectation is rates are going to be higher and there's going to put some more strain on finances um, in higher rates for some for some operations. Clemmer points out demand for farm products and food is strong and inventories are generally lower than their long-term average. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, you know, if we look at where we are right now, demand for um, commodities, especially the commodities produced here in Western Canada, grains and oil seeds specifically, really, really strong demand there. We're seeing really, really strong prices across the board for most commodities. Um, you know, there's a couple exceptions there, but generally speaking, it looks like a pretty good, pretty good situation there. Uh, we're seeing some bounce back and some, you know, increasing prices. And, and I think the the outlook is improving for the the red meat sector, demand for pork uh, still remains fairly strong uh, and demand for beef remains strong too. And Canadians are definitely looking for that protein as we can reopen the economy and get back to those backyard barbecues and enjoying time with friends and family here. Clemmer's farm debt has slowed in recent years, partly due to uncertainty around weather and higher construction costs. Craig Clemmer is the principal economist for Farm Credit Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And SMHI, Municipal Hail Insurance, three tiers of stackable hail insurance. Contact an agent or visit us online at municipalhail.ca. Storms are unpredictable, municipal hail isn't. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture has details on the main type of grasshopper pests for farmers. The outlook is relatively low, according to the crop extension specialist in outlook, Kaylee Kindrichuk. The pest species fall under three broad groups, and really only two are of major importance. All of these have five nymphal stages and overwinter as eggs. The first of these broad groups are spur-throated grasshoppers, which have a characteristic spur on their throats. The three main species are the migratory grasshopper, Packard's grasshopper, and the two-striped grasshopper. The migratory grasshopper's distinguishing feature are the hind legs, which are marked with two black bands. These prefer forbs, but also will feed on grasses, wheat, barley, and other crops. Eggs hatch in May, starting along open south slopes in fields and rangelands with little vegetative cover and in sandy soils. The Packard's grasshopper has two light-coloured stripes that extend from just behind the eyes, but don't continue down the wings. They prefer open habitat and light-textured soils. This species prefers legumes, but will also consume vegetables and small grains. Eggs hatch from May to June. The two-striped grasshopper is distinguished by the two pale stripes extending from the eyes to the tip of the forewings. This species prefers lush habitat and heavier textured soils, but are a pest of alfalfa, cereals, and other crops. Eggs start to hatch about 8 to 10 days ahead of the migratory grasshopper. The second of the broad groups are the banded-winged grasshoppers. They can be pests, but only one of the species, the clear-winged grasshopper, is typically a problem and it feeds primarily on grasses. It has a characteristic camouflage pattern on its hind wings. Nymphs can be seen in May or June, but lack of soil moisture impairs development of the species. Hatchlings emerge in the morning when temperatures are rising rapidly, especially after a shower the previous evening. The third and final broad group are the slant-faced grasshoppers. They're considered pests, but are only occasionally damaging and never broadly. They're usually found along the borders of marshes and in wet meadows. 
This group is very diverse, so sometimes they can also be found in dry, grassy fields and pastures. They primarily feed on rangeland grasses and sedges. The 2021 forecast was relatively low for most areas of the province, but there still may be regions that could see high numbers of these insects. Producers are still encouraged to scout each field and be aware of economic thresholds in each crop. For more information and photos, visit saskatchewan.ca and search grasshoppers and contact your nearest crops extension specialist to provide permission to access fields for the next survey. This has been Kaylee Kondracic, crops extension specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture and Outlook. Coming up, Market Outlook. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained $2.90 at $7.49.87. Number one red spring wheat went up $4.12 at $3.37.41. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $3.17.83. Feed barley, $2.54.65. Flax, $6.77.94. Lentils, $7.51.50. Oats, $216.53. Yellow peas, $3.41.76. Feed wheat, $2.38.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is up 12 and three quarter cents at $8.06 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a regular cow and bull sale on June 30th. Cow prices have come down from our last sale, but heiferettes and bulls are holding steady. Heiferettes sold from 126 to 143 D1 and D2 cows sold from 84 to a dollar. D3 cows sold from 45 to 60 cents. Canner cows sold from 16 to 30 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 110 to 134. We also had a handful of heifers weighing 600 to 700 pounds, selling for 174 to 185. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboy Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,100 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 240 to 255 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,700 head, selling in a range of 243 to 255 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 50 to 57 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down 80 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2466. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.99 cents US. Daily U.S. cash markets are higher midweek, and all regions have found some footing after seeing a downward trend that started to surface week ending June 19th. The extent of the turnaround, and if it is to be sustained, remains to be seen, but demand from all channels remains strong. Monthly export numbers for May, published this week, show a 5% increase over the previous month and 16% over last year. All major export partners showed month-over-month increases, and with the exception of China, were also higher than a year ago. China volume lower than 2020 levels does stand out, but increases in the other regions have made up for the shortfall. 
Lean Hog Futures not responded, however, and the market is mixed. The market is consolidating at present levels that, while comparatively high, are not near the earlier highs reached in June. It suggests that the market may struggle a bit to mount a significant rally and approach the levels seen earlier, but a resurgence of demand indicators from China in subsequent weekly and monthly reports will likely bring buyers back into the market. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Perry Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. The Saskatchewan Opportunities Corporation is reporting a net income of $619,000 in its annual report. The Crown Corporation operates under the business name Innovation Place and celebrated its 40th year in Saskatoon and 20th anniversary in Regina. Total revenue for the technology park's role in helping grow the technology sector reached $37.5 million. Innovation Place became home to 12 new technology companies, despite economic issues around the pandemic. Since 1993, Innovation Place has supported close to 200 business startups, with 68% still in operation. Innovation Place is home to 144 tenants, employing 3,700 people in the Regina and Saskatoon Technology Parks. The facilities and a wide range of tenants encourages innovation and entrepreneurship. On the markets, the TSX is down 38 points at 20,262. The Dow has gained 39 points at 34,616. Oil is down $1.25 at 72.12 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 16 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.11 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.